Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Iceland with Kids podcast. Today's topic is things to see in Iceland with your preteens. So the ages I'm specifically focusing on here are kids really between the ages of 8 and 12. Um, we got a question on Facebook um, asking for you know tips and how to plan a trip for you know kids between 8 and 10. Um, the person who said this said, I really want to bring them, but my wife is, is afraid that the kids would be bored. And my first thought was, well, there's hundreds or thousands of things to see in Iceland with kids that age. It really is the perfect age, I think, to, to take your kids to Iceland. Um, that's sort of between 8 and 10 or really 8 and 12 is what I'm focusing on here. Um, but then I realized that I think this sort of fear, that the conventional wisdom that they're, they're going to be bored, is because most people end up just defaulting to doing Ring Road. And when you're driving Ring Road, you're driving all around Iceland and you're seeing some amazing things and you're seeing you know, different types of landscapes as you go. But once you get past the south coast, really even past Vík, um, you're starting to get to stretches of road where you're going to have an hour, sometimes two hours, you know, even sort of up north, uh, where there's nothing happening. And there's beautiful landscapes, so the adults are probably going to be amazed and seeing what they're going to see you know, around every turn, beyond every mountain, or you know, every cliffside, every coastline. Um, but kids are going to be in the car for, you know, two hour stretches and there's not much going on. You're going to be thankful when you find the one rest area that has a little porta potty on this two hour stretch. And so I think um, that that's maybe is where this, uh, this person on Facebook was coming from. And so my, you know, the first tip uh, that I have for this is to really don't do ring road, at least don't default to doing ring road. Um, if you don't want your kids to be, you know, stuck in the car for, for several hour long stretches or two hour long stretches. So that's gonna be our focus today. I'm gonna focus on five areas of Iceland you can see um, without doing ring road. And it really minimizes your, your driving time and allows you to see more densely touristy areas, areas with more densely packed uh, things to see, um, attractions, so that you spend less time in the car and more time seeing Iceland. So let's get started with those five areas you should consider when you're visiting Iceland with your preteens. Uh, the first is the Golden Circle. Um, sometimes I advise people to skip the Golden Circle if it doesn't fit in uh, to their plans when they're visiting Ring Road, um, but that's because the Golden Circle isn't on Ring Road. But since here I'm not doing Ring Road, the Golden Circle I think is a must-see. Um, and the Golden Circle consists of the three attractions. You should definitely take your kids to those three attractions. Um, Thingvetler National Park, uh, Gazer, and Gullfoss, which we covered in previous episodes. Uh, the Gazer is the, I think the one in particular I think you should see um, with the, the geyser, the water spout that erupts every five to eight minutes. That I think is a must see for kids this age in the Golden Circle. And then Gullfoss, the waterfall, um, is close to Gazer. You're going to see a lot of waterfalls, but you're close enough to this one that you might as well go see it. Um, a few things I would add for preteens. Uh, one is a lava cave tour in the cave called Raverholshetler. Um, you don't have to Google that um, if you want to. It starts with R-A-U-F-A-R. Um, but just go to lavacave.is, uh, which redirects to the lavatunnel.is, and that'll take you to this cave. So you don't have to worry about typing in Raverholshetler <laughs> or saying it. Um, this is a really nice lava cave. Uh, the tours are, are about an hour, so it's not too, too long. 
it's right on your way when you're getting to the Golden Circle area. Um, and it's it's a nice, I think, uh, tour for kids uh, of this age. There's lots of sort of colors, sort of red rocks in this. Um, when you get to the back of the cave, it's very light at the start of the cave and it's very dark at the back of the cave. So you're getting to use your headlamps. They turn off the headlamps in the back and it's pitch black, which I think is great for kids as long as your kids won't be too scared. So that is something that I would add in. Um, another add-in uh, that might be fun is the uh, a visitor's center, a, a museum by a hydroelectric power plant called uh, uh, Leosafos, L-J-O-S-A-F-O-S-S. And the, the Leosafos Visitor Center is a free museum sponsored by this power company. Uh, now that ends with Foss, Leosafos ends with Foss. Foss means waterfall. So you can tell you're by a waterfall and so you're getting hydroelectric power from this waterfall. Um, you can see the actual power plant. There's some 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 exhibits. It's not a huge museum, museum, but it's nice. There's nice technology. There's some cool, you know, sort of interactive games your kids can play. There's free drinks. Um, they have orange juice, I think, and water and coffee and tea. That's free. Bathrooms are are free as well. And so I think that's a nice stop to add in um, for your kids to visit, even if they don't love it. If you're only there for a few minutes, it's it's free. A um, couple of other things you can consider in the Golden Circle. One is Slacky. This is a, a petting zoo. Um, if your kids are 11, 12, they may or may not think Slacky is cool. They might be kind of jaded and think, think they are too cool for a petting zoo. Um, but this is an Icelandic petting zoo that... Um, if you have younger siblings, I would definitely go. If your kid's minimum age is sort of 10, maybe you would skip this. But uh, again, it depends if your kids are going to like being able to hold a baby rabbit um, or a puppy or a kitten or whatever else happens to be there on any given day. Um, you have to decide if your kids would like that or not. Another stop you can add in is Brew Horse Farm. Um, this is a place where you can just go and see Icelandic horses. You can uh, buy some fairly inexpensive feed for them. Uh, spend just a couple of dollars on, on feed and feed these Icelandic horses. You can also take a tour of the stable if you want. Um, there's Fr Frithheimar Tomato Greenhouse, where you can sit inside uh, a greenhouse and eat tomato-based food. There's a tomato soup and salad bar. Um, it's not salad bar. I keep saying that. It's a soup and bread bar. Um, that if your kids like tomatoes, that's, I think, something you can add in. And then one last thing I'll add for the Golden Circle is FSD Dollar Ice Cream. Um, this is a, a place where you can go and you can overlook the cows, overlook the, the indoor area where the cows are while you're eating ice cream that came from the milk from those cows. Um, so the last so two food options there, either the, the tomato greenhouse or the ice cream place based on what you're looking for or both. So those are the things that I would see on the Golden Circle adding on to the main attractions of the Golden Circle area. Next, we're heading to the south coast of Iceland, and I honestly think you could spend most of your vacation here on the south coast, especially if you head to the Westman Islands. Um, so from the you know southern tip of Iceland. There's a ferry that heads to the Westman Islands. It's about a 35-minute ferry ride. Um, I think the Westman Islands are fantastic for kids. It's really one of my top picks if you have the extra time. And flexibility in your schedule. You can rarely get stuck there if the ferry can't run because of weather. Um, there's a great tour there called Aya Tours, um, where a guy whose family has been in the Westman Islands for over a thousand years uh, gives you a tour of the puffins and, and, and volcanoes and just the rich history of the Westman Islands. Um, there is a rope swinging area where your kids can practice swinging on a rope uh, as they used to do to 
collect eggs, harvest eggs. That's dangerous. Be careful. Make sure your feet are always facing the cliff, not your back facing the cliff. Uh, Sl- Slipper Inn is a really nice restaurant there that I think kids and adults will like. Um, there's a nice kids menu, but it's one of the nicest restaurants, I think, in Iceland. Um, really, really nice place. Lots of great options in the Westman Islands. If you can spend a, a night in the Westman Islands, I think it's really great if you have extra time. Um, back to the mainland of the South Coast. There, you're going to come to a couple of waterfalls. Uh, Skogafoss is a big, powerful waterfall, and there are steps up to a walking trail behind it. You can don't do the whole thing, but you can walk for an hour there if you want, and then turn around and they call it Waterfall Way. You'll see tons and tons of waterfalls, or just view it from the bottom. There's Seljandensfoss, uh, another waterfall which you can walk behind. A little slippery, so be careful with the younger kids. But uh, what kid doesn't love walking behind a waterfall? And also close to Seljandensfoss is another waterfall called the Hidden Waterfall. You hike. Um, about uh, probably 10 minutes. You're going to come to one waterfall. You're going to think that's it, but that's not it. You have to keep going until you get to the waterfall called Gluver Abway. Hopefully I said that right. It starts with GLJ. Um, but anyway, it's called the Hidden Waterfall by Seljandenfoss. Um, that's a great tip. You walk into this little crevice in the side of a mountain and inside there, there's a waterfall. You kind of have to hike through this creek, I guess. It's not a very big river, um, but that I think is great for kids. Um, if you keep heading east, you're coming to Dierhole, uh, rock formation area, and Reynasfaria Black Sand Beach. Uh, the beach is dangerous. Be careful. Your kids can't go anywhere anywhere near the water. You're going to stay at least 50 feet away and not go over to the side where there's rocks behind you. You need to have an escape route in case a, a sneaker wave comes, which comes, you know, very rarely, but you don't want to be there when it hits. Um, on the south coast, you can take a glacier hike with Arcanum. Um, that's for 10 and older. If you head further east, um, uh, a company called uh, uh, Melraki has um, a nice, I'm sorry, a, a, a glacier walk uh, for kids who are six and older, uh, but Arcanum will be 10 and older. Um, and then as you keep heading east, you come to Vik. Uh, Vik is a nice town, um, nice place to spend a night with the grocery store, and you should get gas here. Um, there is a lava show there that everybody loves, uh, perfect for you know preteens to really see. Um, they make lava. Um, it takes a while to heat up this lava and they'll show you lava and you can feel the heat um, and it's really cool. There's also a black sand beach in Vik that's nice. There's a sculpture there um, commemorating the, the Cod Wars with England. There's another matching sculpture in England facing the same way. So there's two sculptures facing each other over the ocean, which your kids, I think it's cool. Your kids may think that's crazy or dumb or they may think it's great. Um, the black sand beach in Vik is also sort of much more more relaxed. Um, still don't get too close to the water, but it's not as bad as, as Rainus Farya. Um, okay, that was a ton of stuff. You could spend two days doing everything I just said, um, and I think still have more things you could see. At Vik, you really have a very important decision to make. It's not really important, but here's where the driving starts to spread out, and uh, you're going to have fewer and fewer things to, to see east of Vik. Um, if you plan to go an extra two and a half hours each way, so five hours round trip from Vik, there's a lot more things you can see, and I'll list a handful of them here. I'm not sure I'll list most of them here, uh, but that extra five hours could lead to more boredom with your kids. You have to decide, you know, maybe you hit the Westman Islands instead of heading past Vik, right? If you stand a night in the Westman Islands, a night in Vik, you're spacing things out and you're not driving too, too much. If you do head east past Vik, um, a handful of things that I like, one is the uh, the Kirkegolf church floor. Uh, Kirkegolf means church floor, but it's not a church floor at all. These are natural hexagonal stones. So a lot of places in Iceland, you'll see these towering hexagonal columns that formed naturally. The, the hexagon is this shape that nature um, chooses as these rocks heat up and cool down. Um, this one is basically these towering 
rock formations that are cut off at ground level. So it looks like hexagonal tiles on the floor, just in the grass. There's a section where you see these these rocks. Um, and so I think that's kind of fun for kids to, st you can walk on this, this church floor, this hexagonal tiles, but you're just walking on natural rock formations. You don't see very many places, natural hexagonal tiled stones in the ground. Um, you can also keep going to the Ingolshofsti Puffin Tour. Um, this is, I think, a really great thing for kids too. You have to take about a 25 minute um, tractor pulled hay cart ride over this sort of marshy sand, kind of wet sand. You're going to get to this sort of cliffside area, this cape, um, where you're going to be the only people there. The only way to get there is by this tractor taking you there. And you're going to get to see puffins and other birds while you're there. It's isolated and it's kind of fun. Uh, and then you're going to get to the, to the glacier uh, lagoons that are very famous. The first one you'll come to is Fialsarlone. Um, this one has a Zodiac boat tour you can take where you sit on the sides of this rubber inflatable boat. Um, that is a good one for kids because it doesn't go too fast. Um, if you keep going, another 10 minutes past that to uh, Yokosarlone. That's the more famous one of the two by far, and it's much bluer. There's two boat options there. One is this amphibious duck boat, and the other is also a Zodiac boat that goes much faster because it's a bigger body of water. And then right ac across the street from Yokosarlone is Diamond Beach, where these pieces of ice from glaciers wash up on the black sand beach. So those are the things you can see as you head east from Vic. It's just a choice of whether you go past Vic or not. But whether you go past Vic or not, uh, Vic or not, um, Vic and west of there with the Westman Islands, the waterfalls, the natural rock formations of Deerhole and the black sand beach, um, I think are must-sees. And there's a lot more I didn't cover in Vic. Um, there's a, a a big wool store. Um, they claim to give a factory tour. You can just kind of see how they're making things. Um, there's a, a ship museum there. There's a lot of, of things in Vic if you, if you spend some time there. So tons of things in the South Coast. Without doing Ring Road, you can see a ton of stuff. It's highly recommended. All right, the next area is the Stifelsnes Peninsula. Um, now, by the way, this is not the order you should see these in, right? As you head from the South Coast back, you're probably going to pass through Reykjavik. You might want to stop there first. So the drive from the South Coast up to Snæfellsnes, which is in West Iceland, sort of sticking out the western side of Iceland, uh, that's a pretty long drive. You may want to break it up with a stop in Reykjavik or the Golden Circle if you haven't covered that yet. Um, this is probably, I don't know, between Snæfellsnes and the South Coast, I don't know which would be sort of my top pick, but those are sort of my two top picks to go with kids. Now, once you get there, there's a lot of densely packed things you can see that I think kids would really like. Um, on the Snæfellsnes Peninsula, um, there are the uh, Lóndrangnar Sea Stacks. Um, these are sort of just these big towering rock formations that seem, seem like they're coming out of the ocean. I guess they are kind of coming out of the ocean. Um, if you, you're going to come to these first, but if you skip the main parking area for these sea stacks and you go to the Gesta Stofa Visitor Center instead, this is the visitor center or one of the two for the, the Snæfellsnes Peninsula, um, you get a hike that I think is fantastic. Um, first of all, you're hiking there and it's not too bad a hike and you can see the sea stacks in the distance as you hike, so as you get closer and closer. But at the start of it, there are activities. There's a zip line for kids. There's a balancing wood thing. There's several of these different things, the things they've put out there uh, for kids to enjoy. The zip line, I think, is the highlight where you can, you know, I have a picture of my kids doing the zip line with these sea stacks uh, behind them in the background. Um, so I think that's a great, great option for kids. Uh, there is a lava cave you can take a tour of called called the, the Vachetler uh, Cave. If you did the other cave in the Golden Circle, you can probably skip this one, but this is a, a nice option as well. 
again, very, very close, very packed in here with these other attractions. Uh, there is a Black Pebble Beach uh, Geopalone Center. I hope I said that close to correct. Um, this is, again, one of my top picks. My kids could have spent hours here. So this is a Black Pebble Beach, not a Black Sand Beach, but a Black Pebble Beach. And just, you know, having infinite numbers of, of Black Pebbles or Pebbles to play with. Uh, my kids, you can draw on them, you can build with them, you can do any number of things. This Black Pebble Beach also has a shipwreck on it, so be a little careful, but there's, you know, pieces of orange twisted metal throughout, and there's a sign there that tells you, you know, what happened with this shipwreck. There's also these lifting stones um, of different sizes. Now, your kids won't be able to lift any of these. You may only, may only be able to lift the first one, if any. These are big, heavy stones that, that they used to, to test people. If you were big enough to pick up, you know, this stone, the first stone, you could go, you know, on a, on a ship, for example. You could be on, on a fishing ship. Um, that's, I think, a lot of fun. There's also hikes that start from there. It's a really nice place. Um, there's another hike um, that goes from the village of Helnar to the village of Arnarstapi. Um, this is, well, again, a really, really nice hike through these lava fields. Um, there's an expensive cafe at one end in, uh, I forget if it's an Arnarstapi, I think it is, um, that you can get to. There's restaurants on both sides. You can hike, you can stop, you know, have some ice cream overlooking the ocean and then head back. Um, it's a really, really, really uh, nice hike. Everything I just listed is only on the south coast of the Snaifatosnes Peninsula. There's so much more. Um, on on the, the north coast, there's whale watching with Lockheed Tours. Our previous episode, we talked to uh, the whale watching guide with, with Lockheed Tours. There's a, a shark museum. It's not really a shark museum because it's how they make the putrefied shark. Um, which is disgusting, but it's sort of a tourist attraction thing. So you can taste that and see how it's made and smell and see the dried shark hanging. And it's, it's awful. But if your kids, your kids may love that. Um, there's uh, Kirkjafell, the famous mountain peak that kind of looks like a triangle and comes to a peak at the top. There's Helgafell, the magical wishing mountain. All those things are up north. There's so, so much on this peninsula. Um, I think it's a great place to go. It's about two and a half hours from Reykjavik. So you're going to have a decent drive with not a ton of things to do on the way. On this appendix, you can stop it on the way. But once you get there, if you spend a night there, you can spend a couple of days exploring this Snaifatosnes Peninsula. And I think your kids definitely won't be bored once you're up there. The fourth area I'm going to cover that I think is great when you're taking preteens to Iceland is Reykjavik. <laughs> Reykjavik's great for everybody. Um, some of the things I think you can see with kids between 8 and 12 or so. Um, there's a bunch of things, first of all, on Grandi Harbor, which is a little bit west of downtown. It's walkable from downtown, though. Um, there's a place, a new place there called Flyover Iceland, which is expensive and not going to take you too long. But this is a, a, a ride similar to, to Soarin' in Disney World, where you kind of soar over Iceland. And beautiful pictures of Iceland as your, your seat moves up and down and left and right as, as you... As as you move. doesn't quite feel, feel like you're flying, but it kind of feels like you're flying. Um, also on Grundy Harbor is Omnom Chocolate. You can take a factory tour of this chocolate store. Uh, it's a chocolate and ice cream store. They just uh, added ice cream. Or you can just buy some chocolate bars there. Um, there are two uh, museums on Grundy Harbor that I like. Uh, one is called Whales of Iceland, and this has life-size recreations of whales hanging from the ceiling. You start with small ones, and you go to the giant blue whale that takes up a massive amount of space. There's a nice audio tour, that, which is is included and you get a discounted admission there if you take a, a whale watching or other boat trip with special tours by the way which we'll get to in just a minute uh, the other one uh, other museum I like on Grandia Harbor is the Saga Museum um, this tells the story of the Icelandic sagas there's some violence there you know Viking history is kind of violent we get a nice audio tour 
Um, and there's some actual, these models of, of these uh, Vikings, um, some of them breathe. You can actually see their, their stomachs moving in and out. They're really nice, cool models that your kids may enjoy. Um, also, uh, I guess there's a third museum actually on Grandy Harbor, um, the Maritime Museum. Um, you can take a tour of an old Coast Guard ship, um, actually get on this old ship that's docked uh, in the water by the Maritime Museum. That, I think, is nice. It was, it was left as it was when it was decommissioned. So there's still uniforms hanging up in different places. It's kind of a, a, a fun place. Um, downtown uh, Reykjavik, so a little bit east of Grundy Harbor. Um, I mentioned the boat tours. Um, I think you could do a whale watching or a sea angling trip uh, with your kids. Um, make sure you're not getting seasick, but if, if you're not a seasick family, whale watching is great. Sea angling, I think, can sometimes be a little bit better because a lot of times whale watching, you're heading an hour out to go find the whales, watching them for an hour and then an hour back. And those sort of two out of three hours are spent just getting somewhere, unless the whales happen to be close to the harbor that day. Sea angling, uh, there are fish much closer. And so you head out, you fish, you go to a different spot, you fish some more. And then on the way back, um, the crew cooks your fish for you. So if your kids like eating fish, you get supper included there as well. I think that's a fun option. In the main part of Reykjavik, um, you, of course, have Hallgrimskirka, which is the famous church, Hallgrim's Church. You can go to the top of that and get a nice view of Reykjavik from there. Um, there is a shopping street there that I think could be fun for kids. There's the Icelandic handknit uh, store there that you can get the handknit Icelandic sweaters and tons of shops and restaurants that your kids can, can walk through and see. And then one other area of Reykjavik that I think is great for kids is uh, Lagerdalur, uh, L-U-G-R-A-R-D-A-L-U-R. Um, there's a bunch of things all crammed into one small area here. There's a Reykjavik Zoo and Family Park, which can be fun for kids. Uh, the zoo is a little small. It's not going to overwhelm you, um, but I think kids could like that. And then the Family Park is attached to it with some rides and games. Some are free, some you pay extra for, but those are both together. Um, there's a sculpture museum nearby, the Asmunder Svensson Museum. Um, this has some sculptures outside it, which your kids can climb on. I felt very self-conscious when my kids were climbing on these sculptures, but I assure you the person at the front desk said, yep, kids can climb on these sculptures. Um, also close by in this area, there's a, a thermal pool, probably one of the busiest thermal pools, city thermal pools in in Iceland, um, but it's really nice. It has you know water slides and you know there's a kids uh, pool and just lots and lots and lots of stuff. There's even like volleyball courts there. It's a big big complex. So that's a nice area of Reykjavik. There's so much more in Reykjavik. There's Tjornen Pond. Um, there are some sculptures around this beautiful pond, and then uh, south of the pond, uh, there's a little playground area that you can find if you walk through this park that's south of Tjornen Pond. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to do in Reykjavik. That's just some of it that I think is great for kids between 8 and 12. Of course, walking the shopping streets, you'll find stores, you'll find restaurants, you'll find other activities you'll enjoy, but that's, those are the highlights, I think, um, or some things to consider uh, for preteens in Reykjavik. All right, we made it to our fifth and final area that I think you should visit or you can visit with preteens, kids between 8 and 12 in Iceland, and that is the Reykjans Peninsula. Now, the town of uh, Keplavik, which is where the airport is, is on this peninsula, and so you almost definitely start and end your vacation here. Unless you're taking a ferry uh, from Denmark or the Faroe Islands or a flight from Greenland, you're going to start on the Reykjans Peninsula. And a lot of people just head straight from here to Reykjavik or to the Golden Circle or the South Coast, but there's a lot of things you can see on the Reykjans Peninsula. 
Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Well, the Blue Lagoon is what most people do in the Reykjans Peninsula. And this is fine. It's 20 minutes from the airport. Um, this is, you know, super fancy and wonderful, this bluish, artificially looking blue water. But it's wonderful. It's gigantic. Um, it's really, really, really nice. Much more premium experience that than you're, you're going to get at the city thermal pool I mentioned a minute ago in Reykjavik. Uh, the downside is it's much more expensive, but the upside for you, if you have kids between 8 and 12, is that kids 12 and under are free. Um, you can't take kids under 2, so if you're 8 to 12, you're in this perfect range where you're allowed to go, uh, but it's free for your kids. That helps a lot. Um, you can also go horseback riding. So Ishestar, I-S-H-E-S-T-A-R, and maybe not technically, it's maybe in, in the town of, of, of Hafnafjörður, um, but it's kind of on the way between Reykjavik and the airport. I go horseback riding there. They have lots of options for horseback rides for, I won't say kids of any age, but you can certainly take younger kids on a, a sort of shorter horseback riding tour there. Um, there's a lot of outdoor areas you can see. Klifarvatn uh, uh, Lake is this beautiful lake you'll see um, that just you know has rock formations behind it. Beautiful, smooth, clear water. If it's a sunny day, it's it's really stunning. Uh, there is Seltun Geothermal Area, not as cool as the Geyser Geothermal Area on the Golden Circle, but still you can still see you know sort of bubbling water and steam coming up, and you get that sulfur smell, and you can kind of feel the energy that's under your feet as you walk through many parts of Iceland. Uh, there's Reykjansviti. Viti means lighthouse. This is the Reykjans Peninsula Lighthouse Area. The lighthouse is a lighthouse. It's nice, but um, it's a nice little area with my favorite part of that was this hill you walk up, and at the end of it, you're really at the edge of a cliff. So be careful because uh, there's no guardrails. This is Iceland. So it's your own risk. So we actually kind of you know, laid on our stomachs and kind of looked over the edge of this cliff and saw so there was a bird there, a little baby bird there. And it, it was just amazing. Um, you can see the bridge uh, uh, between the continents. Um, this is a little bit out of the way, sort of further from some of these things. Although if you're going to Reiki NZVT, it's not too bad. Um, they set up a bridge that goes over these two continental plates. So if you're in the, the Thingvetler, National Park, you can see the the, the, the divide between the continents. And this is a rift that goes through most of Iceland. You can see it here as well. There's a physical bridge they built that goes over the these two land masses, and there's sand or pebbles underneath. It's not like there's this, this chasm underneath, um, but you know it goes over these two continental plates. Um, there's uh, four by four uh, uh, adventures in in Grindavik, um, where you can ride a buggy or an ATV. Um, your kids couldn't drive, but uh, you can. They have four person buggies. If you have a family of four, you could all be in one buggy, or you can be on these ATVs. So, you know, mom or dad or whoever the parents or, or, or the adults in the party can drive and the kids can be in the back going over these, you know, sort of black sand and, and rock areas. So lots of cool things to do in the Reykjans Peninsula as well. So you don't have to overlook that, especially if you're looking to not do a ton of driving. You can start where you start um, on the Reykjans Peninsula and see a lot of really cool parts of, of Iceland. Um, you know, north of the airport, there's a, a couple of small towns as well that have some museums and, and uh, you know, hiking areas right by the ocean. Um, so lots and lots of good area uh, options there as well. All right, so I feel like I just threw a ton of information at you, so sorry, and I feel like I spoke kind of quickly to get it all in, but there's a lot to see that isn't on Ring Road. Um, you know, these are sort of the main touristy areas um, of Iceland, just because they are close to the airport where you fly in. You know, Reykjavik's 45 minutes from the airport, and all of these are going to be just a couple of hours away. And so if you do have kids who are willing to be in the car for longer periods of time, you know, getting out on Ring Road, I think, is great because you're getting out to the less touristy areas out east and up north 
although north there isn't cruise ships, but you can really find these more isolated areas. But if you're really looking, if your question is, hey, I have kids 8 to 10, 8 to 12, who I think are going to end up being bored, I think to me, bored almost translates into being in the car and driving from place to place. And you're going to see this cool thing, but you're stuck in the car for an hour in between. So these five areas that I just mentioned, I think are the building blocks of, of your trip, of, of your vacation. You may not have time to see all five. I think you shouldn't see all five. If you're only there for you know seven days, you may only have six days of touring. Um, but you can you know spend a day or two in the Golden Circle, a day or two in the South Coast, a day or two in Reykjavik, and you have a great trip, or a day or two in the Snæfellsnes Peninsula if you have time and if you're looking for something, especially on your last day, um, the Reykjans Peninsula is a great option as well. So hopefully that helps. Um, if you are interested in having me help you plan your trip, this is sort of a basic broad brush strokes of, of where I would start for most people in this range, although you could do Ring Road as well. But uh, I would add a lot more detail. We'd add in you know, restaurants and uh, lots more little things that I didn't mention here that are on the way, you know, a waterfall on the way. I'm not going to mention here, but I can build it in as part of a tour. So if you do want help planning your Iceland trip, just go to icelandwithkids.com podcast, and I'd be happy to help you. I could take this and really work it into a plan that's customized for your family. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash icelandwithkids, or you can email me eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Iceland with Kids podcast. For more information, check out our website at icelandwithkids.com. Or if you want help planning your Iceland vacation, or even having me serve as your personal guide in Iceland, just send me an email, eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>